It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Wednesday podcast for you, Al. Another great beach day. What's up? I wanted to correct something, Jerry, that happened in the warm-up show, which people will hear next if they stay tuned to it. Okay. We we somehow got on the discussion of uh, game shows and the family feud, and we're talking about the various hosts, Richard yeah. Dawson making out with people. And I guess you had said that Louis Anderson passed away. I thought he did. And I had uh, numerous uh, listeners write to me on Twitter to say that Louis Anderson is indeed alive and oh, well. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I did not... I, I'm, my mistake. I apologize. So good news. Not uh, one person wrote to me, by the way. Uh, really? No. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I get a lot of people write to me. They go, "Tell Jerry." It's a lot of "Tell Jerry." I think because they because maybe you don't uh, you're not locked in on Twitter as much as I am. Yeah. No, I haven't. Not at all, actually. Yeah. So they maybe they they don't want to go to you because you'll ignore them, perhaps. That's not true. I actually might respond, but you know what? If there's nothing there, there's nothing to respond to. Right. I get a lot of like direct messages where they go, Jerry doesn't accept direct messages. And I I'm do like, not. yeah, why do I accept direct messages? No a lot idea. of times it's nonsense. I have asked you that question too many times. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Because occasionally something good comes from it. Okay. And I don't know fair. why. Like sometimes people are afraid to write to me on out in the open. I don't know right. why. They want to be private. They want to be private and tell me like what's wrong with my dog. What I should feed my dog, how I should walk my dog. It's a lot of that stuff. Wow, that sounds like uh, direct messages I don't want to open up. Yeah, you have no interest in that. Um, So today I have to take the dog to the vet just to get a a second shot. About time. Well, it's not for her other reasons, but um, I guess I could bring a a, a bowel movement to them as they've been asking for. But Yes. In a bag, I guess. I'm just going to put it in a bag, a, a, a duty bag. Yeah. Oh, imagine I got to hand that to some like. They're used to it. That's what they do for a living. Seventeen-year-old girls working the front desk. Here's yeah, well, a bag of excrement. Enjoy. She handles, she handles a lot of poop. I guess so. But I was thinking this about this goes for kids and dogs. Is when they're getting into the car, they have no like this dog has no idea she's going to the vet today. She's getting a shot. No, or clue. like an infant, exactly. Like an infant. They don't know what you're bringing them in the car. Better for. off. Better off. There's no but, anxiety. But a lot of like dogs either love the car or hate the car for these reasons. Now, does Whimsy puke all over your car or has she been all right? No, she's good. She pants. She does a lot of panting, so okay. she's um, not thrilled. But like, she's only been in the car uh, three times. I, once when I, I picked her up from the woman's house that I was getting her from. Mm-hmm. Once when we went to the vet last time. And then the last time I took her, we went to the dog park. So that was a good experience. So now when we get in the car, she's going to be like, am I going to get a needle? Am I going to run around free in a park? No idea. Again, no anxiety. 
by the way, the, I, I didn't tell you this. I, when I took her to the dog park, um, you know, this is a very calm dog. Had her in, there was, there was a, a dog park where you can go in either to the right is big dogs, to the left is small dogs. And it says right on the gate. Right. Big dogs, small dogs. So I took her in with the big dog. She's 60 pounds. Right. Certainly not a small dog, Jerry. Everything was going great. Da, 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 da. Then a Comes woman. A pit bull. No, there actually was a pit bull in there. Oh, okay. And Whimsy went up to the pit bull. Everyone was happy. Okay. A woman brings a small dog, I think it was like a French bulldog, into the big dog dog park. When the dog took off, the dog comes in and takes off. Well, Whimsy must have thought it was the rapid that oh, they boy. chased. Jerry, th- I was horrified. She darted after <laughs> this dog, <laughs> tackled it. Oh, my God. And grabbed it by the dog was wearing a... Uh, like a harness, <laughs> grab this dog by the harness. <laughs> so what happened? She went crazy on this dog with the harness, and I had to go over there and wrestle her away. Yeah, yeah, that's when you know you're responsible. Was the owner of the bull, the French bulldog, yelling at you? No. No. Oh, okay. All of the big dogs chase this dog as soon as she came in, right? The dog Why walks in. Why would she in. bring her in there? I don't know. All these dogs were like diving on this dog. Whimsy was not interested until the dog ran in an open field by herself. Wow. And then and a Whimsy racer thought, came out. Whimsy thought she was back at the track. Yeah. And boom. And then she was like a crazy dog, Jerry, because it was so, I took her, it was so hot that day. It was humid. She had she had phlegm coming out of her mouth. She looked like she was rabid. I was like, I can't. What a, I, am I not supposed? To, maybe I shouldn't take this dog to the dog park. But she's not an aggressive dog, right? But when these mini dogs come out, mini dogs. Um, that I've noticed now, even in the neighborhood, the small dogs that look like you know rodents. <laughs> she gets nuts. She, she's interested in them to yeah. chase them down. I get it. I totally get it. Nature's taking over, Jerry. Absolutely. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Then I had this on my show sheet, but it didn't come up. Uh, Pepsi, the soft drink, is mm-hmm. releasing pineapple Pepsi, which pineapple is pineapple Pepsi. Yeah, which is evidently very popular in Japan, and they that think sounds it, interesting. Yeah, I was curious. Like, would I try pineapple Pepsi? I think I would try it. I would just because of how incredible cherry coke is. Yes. I would try any fruit flavored cola and if it's no good it's no good but I would give it a chance. I like cherry coke, I like vanilla coke, I like the cherry vanilla coke. I've never had the vanilla coke. I've seen yeah. it, I've never bought it. Yeah, it's not bad. What liquor do you put in that? I don't know. I never knew what uh, liquors to mix. Okay. Just try. Just dry. It's good enough. It's tasty enough with pineapple. Japan also has those really interesting, like, candies. Like, they're popular brand candies, like Kit Kats. Right. But in Japan, they have all sorts of different Kit Kat flavors. Oh, interesting. Cotton right. candy, Kit Kat. Seems like they try stuff there before here. Yes, because I think in Japan, the Japanese people, I think, like different flavored candies than we do here. We're more, right. like, traditionalist here. So can I, where can I get this pineapple Pepsi? I don't know. It says they're going to release it here in the United States. So I would look for it on. I would look for it at your local grocer. Oh, so it's not out yet. Okay, cool. I'd be in. I would definitely be in. Look for it wherever Pepsi is sold, Jerry. 
Fair enough. I, I like mean. that now. That's all you hear in commercials for books. Like, we don't even know where to get books anymore. We'll just go, because I heard, like, Mike does the commercial for the uh, Willie Mays book. Yeah, you know what? They had me do it, and I got uh, spooked by Mike. Like, Mike came in and just uh, swooped he it up. He scooped it right up. He did. Yeah. That was, I was, I did that read. Not that, I mean, whatever. It was kind of cool. Willie Mays. But what a waste of my time. <laughs> so they didn't use it at all? I don't think so. Maybe they do. I Maybe don't know. Maybe it's running in other day parts. Maybe. I only hear it with Mike, though. And at the end, he goes, get it wherever books are sold. Barnes and Noble. That's and about I, it. And I see that. I hear that, too, like when um, when guests come on that are pushing a book. Yeah. They'll go, oh, they're, uh, they're new books, so-and-so. Get it wherever books are sold. Like, we've just given, we don't even know. Like, I have no idea. Other than Amazon, I don't know where you would get this book, but go get it wherever books are sold. Yeah. Well, there used to be a lot of small bookstores. Now yeah. it's Barnes & Noble, and there's nothing else, right? I mean. Yeah, and I'm surprised it, those are still ex- in existence. We have well, one near us. They're in existence because they sell a lot more than books. I mean, it's yeah. a great store. I mean, they've got, especially during Christmas time, they have a whole toy section. Nothing crazy. But right. they have like really nice toys. They got a good section of that. They've got a lot of like little little tchotchke type gifts. You want to stuff a, yep. a put in a, st- in a stocking or even just like an add on gift. They've got most of them have Starbucks in them, so people will go sit there. They'll actually pull a book off the shelf and read it, which seems counterproductive, quite frankly. <laughs> it does. Uh, but they're collecting rent from Starbucks. Like they actually they do well. They really do. And, and they I reinvented like, uh, themselves. And I like for a bookstore. Unless I know what book I'm getting, like when I've gone on trips where I was like, oh, I'm going to read a book on a long plane ride. Yeah. I need to go browse. I can't just browse on Amazon. I need to browse the bookstore. Agreed. How many pages is this book? How large is the printing? Is there yeah. a section in the middle with pictures? I walked Which all books should and, have. I walked into Barnes & Noble because my son gets tutoring there by one of the teachers who used to um, – he used to have, uh, and so I walked in once. I Scott it was before this, obviously. All this happens, maybe February, January, something like that. And the first book that was on the table said, "Un F question mark C K your mind." That was the book. <laughs> I saw that. I've seen that in that bookstore. So I started reading it a little bit. It's interesting. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't read the whole thing. I thought about buying it, but then we stopped going because the world started to end. Right, you weren't allowed to see human beings. No, and I've come across it on Amazon. Um, you know, on my little Fire tablet that I have, I just mm-hmm. haven't bought it. I'm, I might, but yeah, I, I was I was intrigued by that. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, Jerry. Uh, Jerry, we do something called the warm up show. That we're done already. I think so. That's all I have on my list. Car rides for dogs. That was pretty quick. Louis Anderson is alive. I know. I'm so sorry about that. Pineapple Pepsi. Okay. This other show, Jerry, is taking up all my content. Uh, An hour's worth. An hour's worth on the the warm-up show. An hour. And by the way, I told... I'm not going to be hooked up on video tomorrow. Oh, Okay. Was I that discussed that, that we were going to uh, do that? No, but I heard, I, I did hear Greg mention that to you oh. um, at one point, saying there's no reason not to put the camera on because you never right. know. Maybe they want to pick it up, but that should be another conversation in another way. That I should agree. happen. So I'm not going to, and plus it's more of a headache because they didn't like the way it looked the first time, so I'm not going to kill myself tomorrow. Right. So I'll talk to you in the morning. All right. I like doing it old school radio style, Jerry, where we don't see each other. We don't turn the things on. I like that I have found on Zoom the stop video button because oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't like, I've been told by a bunch of people that 
there's many times they put me on camera. They're like, yeah, you don't look like yes. you're paying attention and your face is like, I'm like, yes, because I'm editing. Like, I'm doing yeah. things. I'm not listening. So you know what? Now when I'm working and my headsets are off, I'm stopping the video. I agree because I'll I'll look, occasionally look up on the TV and I'm texting, but I'm texting the commercials to Boomer and Geo, but it looks like I'm just like willy-nilly texting or not paying attention. I know. Yeah. So video off now when I'm not when my headsets aren't on. Right. Anyway. Smart. All right. Have a great day. All right, Jerry. Warm up next. So. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. Yeah, that's right. It's a big tie. That's right. 503 on a Wednesday morning. New York City, Jersey Shore, Tri-State area, whatever. Al Dukes, what up? Oh, hi, Jerry. We should see if we could start at 502. Get an extra minute of this. Well, if Brad quality. Heller would let's let's move it, we could. <laughs> Zip it, Mr. Heller. <laughs> I don't get, because of the setup and uh, the switching over the studios, I don't get to, to listen to Brad Heller's update. So I hope nothing like crazy went on from the time that I that I woke up. I had my Stellador biscuits with my coffee, and I perused the news between that time and now. If chaos went on, I would have no idea. Well, your eyes are glued to Twitter, so you probably would. Oh, the only thing new would be fair. the white grizzly spotted in Canada. And if people go near it, they'll probably be eaten. A grizzly bear is it uh, walking around downtown in Canada, like a Toronto white, area? A white grizzly bear in Alberta. White grizzly, really? Yeah, very hmm. rare, apparently. Grizzly bears in general, or just white ones? The white one. Oh, I thought those. Rare. I would think that was a polar bear. Everybody That's what a polar right. bear walking around. That's what experts are saying. Not the same thing. Hmm. Interesting, Jerry. How about that? I don't like to see the sad polar bears where they're like on a tiny piece of ice. <laughs> <laughs> And they go, (laughs) the ice caps are melting and the world is coming to an end. (laughs) Yes, and your apartment's going to be underwater. I know. Your apartment's (laughs) going to be underwater. What do these polar bears have to do? They're on tiny ice. They're on tiny pieces of ice floating in whatever ocean that is. And for just $19 a month, we can save the polar bears. (laughs) And we'll send you a stuffed bear. (laughs) Right, with a nameplate of your own bear that you've adopted. You've adopted him. (laughs) Better than naming a star after someone. Better, you know, you get a bear. How about that? Yes, I know. I, you know what? It's not even worth Name getting into. Name a star after someone, Jerry. I, you, you know, ever I, get I, that as a gift? No. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to get you that as a retirement <laughs> gift when you retire many years down the road. Sharks. There's millions of sharks. stars in the sky. How about we start selling them? <laughs> no one owns them, sharks. I can tell you one thing on that show because I'm clearly hooked on it, which yeah. is fine. And at some point, I'm going to run out of all the reruns that I've, I, I still you haven't will, seen them all. I've seen so many where I see right. the same things over and over again. I'm still amazed by what the investors, the sharks, whatever you want to call them, what they find a good idea yeah. and what they find a bad. Like, there are guys that come in and like, oh, this is a slam dunk. I'm out. I'm out. Sorry for that reason. I'm out. I'm like, what? Like, why are you not investing in this great social cause? Make money. They're doing great. And then this is another one that bothers me. When uh, the guy, Kevin, well, he'll tell you, you don't have a business. You have a product. What? Right. But, but then other the guys. Difference. Right. Other guys have a great product, and it's a business. Like, what is the difference? I agree. I, I've never understood that. This like, is I, a product. We yes, made $400,000 last year. That's a business. Yeah, my know. product is the Squatty Potty. Right. That's my product. I don't have a whole line of products, but, no, but my business is Squatty Potty. You're Squatty Potty LLC. You've got a business. Which I've never brought over from my old apartment yet. So I've You been, left it uh, there for the next person? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I, I, it hasn't made the trip yet. 
Oh, I get it. that's which, where that's that's your love shack. Which means I've been <laughs> which means I've been pottying without squatting. Hey, have, let me guess. You're still fine. Yeah, still fine. Turns out yeah. still fine, Jerry. Yes, exactly. Uh, Jerry, Major League Baseball has called I hate now. Major League Baseball. I've had enough. I've <laughs> oh, had this enough. is the Major League Baseball Players Association. So the players have called for an 89-game season with full prorated pay. Yep. I saw. I love the randomness of the games. Like I know. Every uh, 76-game season. <laughs> A 63-and-a-half game season <laughs> where the last game of the year is just a half a game. <laughs> play three innings. We just play three innings, and then we go right into the playoffs. You know what I love at, all, at the end of all these stories I'm reading? It will say, but the owners have the right to, or Major League Baseball has the right to just implicate whatever they want. So basically so what it's going that. to be, well, that's what they're going to do. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to have... Assuming that there's no major spikes in this virus and that everything is still okay to play, you're going to have Major League Baseball is going to throw together a 50, 50, whatever it's going to be, 50, 52 games, something like that, that is going to be August and September. And then you're going to have the expanded playoffs. You're going to have basketball is going to restart July 31st. You're going to have hockey starting first week in August. And it is going to be a Shangri-La of sports in August and September. That's what we're going to have. And we're going to have nothing until we get to July 31st. Do you think when they do the sports documentary, the 30 for 30 on this, it'll be about the entire summer and sports yeah, world? Yeah, I do. I do, like, actually. It won't just be one sport, right? They'll be, what if I told you sports shut down for four months? Yes, I think that's very possible because it's been March, what, March 11th to really August 1st, you know, July, whatever, July 31st, but you're talking. That would be five months in yes, August. Yes, it's, and it's a full five months. Yeah. Like it's April, May, oh, yeah. June, July. No, it's four months. It's four and a half to be exact. And this part is sad, Jerry. Little leaguers, the little league of America, desperate plea, please give yeah. us a baseball season. That seems like desperate to just write an article <laughs> for the children, Jerry. We're all everybody's screaming for it. I no, mean, whatever. Now the children are They'll, screaming for it. Whatever. It's like when adults are fighting, Jerry. Then they see the child crying, and they Major go. Major League Baseball doesn't care. And then they go, "Look, we're fighting, and we're hurting the children." Now you're hurting the children. They want baseball. Yeah. Well, you know what? The kids want to play baseball, too, which they're still yeah. not allowed to do. So, yeah, They're I mean, not really they... into watching baseball. They want to play baseball. Some are. Most want to play. Now, I heard they opened up New Jersey yesterday, Jerry, so I think I'm free to do whatever I want, although I thought I was pretty much free to do whatever I wanted anyway. It's very interesting watching Phil Murphy yesterday, and again, the randomness of the numbers. Yeah. It's like, you know, on July 22nd, you can have 250 people outside at a gathering. On July whatever, we're going to up it to 500 people. Okay. I mean, if, if it's 500, let it be two. What's the difference? They go, oh, but they lifted the stay-at-home order. I was like, I could go no get was- a... Right, yeah. no one will stay home anyway. I can go to soda at Seven Eleven anytime I want. Correct. This is what I've been talking about about this, this you know, this isolation and this quarantine. Not really. It, it hasn't been really. So, I mean, it's been a suggestion, and I think a lot of people have abided by it. But you could still go out and get a hamburger at McDonald's yes. through the drive-through. Essential. So, yeah, pretty much. Uh, normally at night, Jerry, I like to fall asleep to a murder mystery, a serial killer documentary, something relaxing. That what I, a way to fall asleep. That I could relax to, but there were no good ones on last night. Like, I was bouncing around. It's like I checked all my regular murder channels. It was like yeah. nothing going on. So I started hitting up the channel guide. I was scrolling, 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 scrolling. I saw on SNY, Mets Astros 86 
Mm, which game? Game six. Nice. I said, you know what? And I caught it right from the beginning. I said, I'm going to watch this. That was the one they had to win because if they didn't, they were looking at Mike Scott right. coming back in the next game, and they were panicked about that. They faced some guy, I can't even remember his name right now, but Bobby Ojeda was on the mound, and Ojeda was giving up hit after hit early on in that game. Mm. But here's the, the a couple of things stood out to me. One, uh, how how in and out of the box, for the most part, the batters were. Right. Very quick, right? Yeah. And the pitchers, a guy fouled, listen to this, a guy fouled the ball off. It hit the metal backing in the back behind the home plate. Right. Ricocheted back to the catcher. They they kept pitching with yes. that ball. Yes. <laughs> Everything has changed. They, and it, this isn't 1910 we're talking about. <laughs> Balls in the dirt went yeah. right back to the pitcher. Absolutely. I mean, they you, they go through now. I think it's what? How what was it? One baseball every batter. I want to say. I yeah, mean, it's it's, crazy. it's it's insane. I remember the day that I went to the game with uh, with Giannotti, We and we sat, you know, like in the front row, which was awesome. You really got a sense of how many baseballs they switch out, and it's like in some cases every other pitch, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And so that's a big waste of. of of resources for the most part. How about this? How about the players and owners get together? You didn't want to save some money? One baseball per game. That's it. If it gets sliced, cut. How about that? Uh, How about that? We could save tons of money. But, yeah, it's nuts. And it's what I've said for years. You want to speed up the game, leave the batters in the batter's box. The game will be, oh, my God, you probably cut 20 minutes off every game. That's the biggest problem. That and they were playing that game in the Houston Astrodome. Yes. Which – Still had faintly, well, not really faintly. I could still read it. The lines for the football game for the Houston Oilers sure. games. Yeah. So there's ground balls going up the middle constantly on Rafael Santana at shortstop, and uh, Tim McCarver goes, "Yeah, it's kind of hard to see the uh, kind of hard to see the baseballs because there's white lines going because <laughs> there's white hash mark down markers." Uh, at shortstop. Yeah. Think about how perfect the situation is now for the NFL and for and for Major League Baseball when, in fact, back in the day you had the vet, you yeah. had Cincinnati, you had Houston. I mean, these were like multi-use fields. Pittsburgh. Yeah, and just awful. Now, listen, Oakland was the same, but that was grass and dirt. Miami was the same, but it was grass and dirt. These turf, and then you had the seams that your spikes yes. could get caught in if you were <laughs> running. I mean, good God. Man, and now it's like perfection. I mean, I'll, just beautifully manicured fields everywhere. And I'll tell you who was awesome in the field, Jerry. Keith Hernandez. Yeah, he's a Hall, he should be a Hall of Famer. I that really believe that. That guy was all over the place. Why Why do you think that we take zero stock when we – and this is not a Hall of Fame conversation, but it's an interesting Let's question because you debate. bring up – Well, no, it's not a debate. We're not taking calls. No one cares. But why do you think when people vote for the Hall of Fame, fielding – Literally is zero percent of the conversation. Look, nothing, nothing. Because I remember three guys that I grew up that I believe were now the third one. I can't really say because I didn't watch him all the time. But when I did watch him, I was I I loved the guy. I thought I believe Hernandez should be a Hall of Famer, Mattingly should be a Hall of Famer, and Will Clark should be a Hall of Famer. Those Those guys were masters with the glove. I mean, they were so good in the field. And yet, and I know Mattingly's not because he only played for six years, you know, had six good years because of his back. But they were six dominant years, and he was amazing at first base. And yet we don't care about that. Hernandez was, remember Hernandez used to creep up to within five feet of the batter when he thought he was bunting? 
Yeah, and they showed like he would like hold a runner on, and then as the pitch was being delivered, he'd shoot right back into his position. Yeah, and be ready and, and never ready make a mistake. Roll. What do you? I'll bet you. I'm gonna check. Maybe I'll check on the break. I'll bet you he had a fielding percentage in the 99 percent range. Like Possibly, he was Jerry. that good. And and I was a enormous Met fan. A you know in the my high school years. Go yeah, stuff. they were winning. So still, no, but even when they sucked, <laughs> I, know, I like them. I know. Do you know still when I put that game on and it was game six of the 86, that 86 series against the Astros, I was like, hmm, I wonder who wins this game. I legitimately really? didn't remember. Yeah. That's and, actually stunning to me just because you did watch, you do know them, and that game, I mean, again, the, the thing surrounding that game was they better not lose this game because then this amazing season is going to be over because they can't figure out the cheater, Mike Scott. And Ojeda had, was given up just – Double, single, double, single, score, score, score. Yeah. And I was like, they're going to lose this game. And that's all sleep. Oh, and then you fell asleep. Okay. I fell asleep. So I have no idea. Do not tell me who won that game, Jerry. I, I will not. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. You should know, and everything's fine. You'll be All okay. right. A couple of things here on the, um, on the issues going on in America, Jerry. Daniel Jones released a statement on Twitter supporting Black Lives Matter. He said he's not a big Twitter guy, Jerry, but he wanted to get his message out. He spoke with teammates, you know, the huge. Good. Richard Sherman wants to hear from the owners. He in particular called out your main man, Jerry Jones. It's an interesting one, Al, because he has been one. I don't think he's ever said it publicly, but I think it's been understood that that is a team rule there. Like, if you want to play for the Cowboys, that's a team rule. And they, I don't think they've ever had a player kneel for the National Anthem. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm curious to see what he and Stephen Jones come out with. And right yeah. now, and they and they do a lot. They really do. That has been, you, you talk about putting your money where your mouth is and using your resources. They do a lot with law enforcement and a lot with community groups in the Dallas and in the Arlington area. So they... While they have not been a team that has allowed players, I don't think, I shouldn't say that they haven't allowed, I don't believe, I think there's an understanding that we stand here for the National Anthem. Um, That has been an organization that has done an awful lot uh, for social awareness. So I don't know where they're going to go with that, but it's interesting. I actually am with Richard Sherman on this one. I'm very curious to see what he says. Richard Sherman says of, of Jerry Jones, his silence speaks volumes. Okay, I mean, I would I would went with this one. I like this this saying better. Your silence on the matter is deafening. That's fine too. That's what I would say. But to me, it's it's an interesting topic from the standpoint of, and you can relate it to the Drew Brees thing. When you look in totality of what they have done, there's so much there that's good for society and the community. And the same thing with the Cowboys and Jerry Jones and the Jones family a big part of instituting that down there. Um, it's almost like, why is that not, not at least part of the story? You ever had a fight with your wife where she said, asked you a question that you couldn't answer, and she said, your silence is deafening? Um, we've, I, you know, I've never really, uh, I've really never one. had a big fight with my wife, but we really? have argued, and I have, I have said that before, yes. You've said, your silence speaks volumes. Speaks volumes. That's exactly, I have said that before, yes. <laughs> I have. Like, if you can't answer a question quick enough? Yeah, I have. Oh, really? Oh, really, Jerry? Then what about this? Oh, your silence speaks volumes. Yes, I have said that. That is very true. 
And the New Orleans Saints have had uh, uh, celebrities on all of their calls lately. We heard about Shaq a, a week ago, got to be on the uh, mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints uh, team phone call or Zoom meeting. Uh, and now uh, Spike Lee joined them yesterday. Okay. I mean, this is a who's who of Hollywood going on these New Orleans Saints uh, phone calls. Yeah. How about that? So he, uh, Spike Lee may be jumping to the Saints instead of the Knicks because the Knicks, their silence, Jerry, is deafening. Then it, well, the Knicks stink. Um, I'm sorry. I don't mean to change the subject. we got to take what? a break. But before we take a break, so I've been sitting here looking at the Keith Hernandez thing. If I'm reading this right. Keith Hernandez. I think in 86, he had a 997 fielding percentage. You know what that means? That means he only screwed up .03 balls. That means in a thousand chances, he played it properly 997 times. Like, are you kidding? How is that guy not in the Hall of Fame? The other weird thing about watching that game last night was that how the batting helmets, no one had their ear the, hole covered. No ear flaps. <laughs> I know. Well, how like, about, but even with, yes, played some uh, like old Yankee games, and I actually came across one. Got to be three weeks ago. Old black and white from the fifties. I don't know where they have that. I mean, the fifties. Yeah, it was. It was neat. There's no batting helmet. Period. Oh, they're, they're just, just wearing, wearing their hat. It's kind of like the goalie. No helmet. No face <laughs> right. mask. Let's just take a puck to the face. These I guys kept, were. My God. I just kept thinking, like, if I wanted to send a message, I'd put one right in Gary Carter's ear hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's wide open there. I'm sure many guys tried. <laughs> Uh, we got to take our first break. It's 20 oh, after five. Yeah. Hold on. The other thing I was thinking while watching this game, because at 86, doing the math on it, 96, 2006, 2016, 34 years ago, I just kept thinking every time someone came to bat, I was like, I wonder if this guy's still alive. Yeah. How many did you find any that weren't? No, I didn't Google Because I'm it. sure there are. But I was like, like Phil Garner is the third, was the third playing third base for the Astros. Like, oh, is Phil Garner still alive? It's a good question. And so they look so much older than they were, too, don't they? And Phil Garner did not have his uh, signature mustache. Phil Garner is 71 years old, still alive, Jerry. 71. And yet we're watching him like they're still 25. Yeah, oh, he looked like a young punk. God, like sands through the hourglass. These are the days of our lives. And this is our first break at 20 after 5 on The Fan. Alan Jerry, now offering contact-free delivery. 25 after 5 on a Wednesday. They call it hump day here on the Fan Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 o'clock. Buzz or no buzz, Al? The uh, Pakistan Cricket Board has just canceled training camp. Pakistani cricket, no more, no training camp. Jerry, what's going on over there? Coronavirus? Uh, a rise in the coronavirus. Oh, no. That, that just came up on my uh, Associated Press. You just got a uh, alert for that? I did, from the AP. AP alert, Pakistani cricket. Yes. Their season is, they're arguing whether it should be 89 games. I think cricket games can go on for a week, like one game. I tried, when I was on a cruise ship, it's 2001, I believe it was, or 2002, you know, I was all excited, hey, you got ESPN on the cruise ship, but what they failed to tell you is that it's ESPN International, (laughs) so you're, you know, I mean, it's something, you know, if you're looking to kill a half hour while your wife's getting ready to go out for dinner or something, and you end up watching cricket. I'll tell you, I tried every day on that cruise, on that cruise, like 20 minutes each day. I couldn't figure it out to save my life. No I, idea. I drove by a park in New Jersey last summer. They were playing cricket. It's Remember, we had one of our, 
at the building in on Hudson Street, one of our door guys, I, I don't want to mention who it was, but one of our door guys, huge into cricket, so much so that he brought in a cricket paddle and a ball for me oh. <laughs> to see what it was like, and I was allowed to keep the cricket ball, which I still have in the car, I think. They're very hard, and, right? Yes, and they don't play with gloves, nothing, and he was, like, huge into it, and he was explaining to me, and I'm not even joking here, how incredibly popular it is in different pockets of our area to where you've got leagues that have 30 teams. I'm like, wow, I'd never see cricket. And then he was telling me the different areas in New Jersey where you could play adult cricket, and it was like, it's huge. Very interesting, but I don't understand it. It's it's one of those things I feel like, you know, the person's like, baseball, what are they doing? I don't get this. But I feel like I've tried, and they go, well, it's kind of like baseball, I guess, but I don't know what's happening. When I used to commute uh, to New York City, from the train, Metro Park in uh, Edison, New Jersey, there's a very large Indian population in Edison. So okay. the a lot of the advertising at Metro Park is aimed towards the Indian population. I used to see billboards for some sort of uh, TV satellite that you could get where you could get all these cricket games and game shows from India. I was like, sure. this looks interesting. Cricket is very interesting. Cricket. How about that? So if you're into, that? if you were planning on betting Pakistani cricket uh, coming up in a few weeks, you might have to wait a little while. Your bets are all off. Bets are table. off. That's exactly. Can you? How about this? When everything does come back, think about how how many bets people are going to be making every day. Like how many options crazy. they're going to have? It's going to be good. It's going to be a poopery, Jerry. Of I mean, people are going to be doing uh, parlays, parlaying baseball yes. with hockey, with basketball, with the NFL. You could do. How about this? You could do your five dollar five, five team, team across five leagues parlay. Five sports. One baseball game, one basketball game, one hockey game. I like this. Pick an NASCAR driver and a golfer. I like this, Jerry. Five dollar five sport parlay. Yeah. That's kinda neat actually. With Al Dukes. Yeah. And you'll never win, but it'll be entertaining. It'll be entertaining, Jerry. Dana White says UFC Fight Island is on, Jerry. It's gonna July be July eleventh. Abu Dhabi. Oh, is that where it is? That's what uh, that's what the headline says that I read. Abu Dhabi. I thought he was had a, an island in the Caribbean. Maybe the Abu Dhabi is in the Caribbean. No, it's. Am I going to have to Google this, Jerry? By the way, during the commercial break, I googled a bunch of Houston Astros from the '86 team. Yeah, all, all still alive. The ones I googled. Oh, that's awesome. I googled. I'm happy to hear that. Alan Ashby, Jose Cruz, Phil Garner, Billy Hatcher. Billy all Hatcher. Alive. Nice. That's good. All, all, although uh, Alan Ashby, his um, his Wikipedia page, you know, they tell you when they were born, their yeah. height, their weight, whether they bat righty, pitch or lefty, whatever it is. For Alan Ashby, it says batting, ambidextrous. As opposed to switch? Yeah. <laughs> or like both. Who, who puts that in? <laughs> Just put switch hitter. I don't know. Back then, Jerry, we called it. I know you don't know this because you didn't watch baseball in the 80s. They used to be called ambidextrous hitters. What else? What else? Uh, Abu Dhabi. You wanted me to Google, right? Abu Dhabi. It's not in the Caribbean. Fight Island. Abu Dhabi. Fight Island. Jerry. It's in the desert. It is. It says Dana White reveals UFC Fight Island will be on Yas Island in Abu Dhabi. Okay, but it's not the Caribbean. That's all I'm saying. We we were all led to believe. I guess it's. I guess we made assumptions because he was talking about an island, and he's from here. I think we were all thinking it'd be somewhere between Saint Thomas and, and Aruba. A lot of people will be like, I would love to go to Abu Dhabi. Not me. I That's, would not. I have no idea what's going on not. in Abu Dhabi. I'm, 
I'm, I'm good. I mean, that's Fine where – I think Tiger Woods has a lot of business there. That always seems like you're up to something if you have ties to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, no, I'm good. I That, that part of the world, and maybe this is shallow of me, but I have no interest in going to, you know – Saudi Arabia or hell I don't even want to leave the country let alone go over there right. I'm, I don't want to go to Paris yeah I went <laughs> to good. Italy kicking and screaming right exactly and you had a good time and that's great I don't see myself going overseas anywhere let alone Saudi Arabia I'll pass oh that seems like one of those places where people are like oh we went on vacation in Abu Dhabi we each had our own maid oh okay well <laughs> You're rich. <laughs> the only place, you know where I really would at some point in my life, I would like to go because I know there are, there are a lot of historical places in the world to go see. So I'm not saying I don't ever want to go to certain places, but the one place that I would like to make the trip one time, I would like to see Australia. Me too. But I, but the flight is really, that bothers me. Yeah. And I don't, mi- I don't mind flying. But the idea of traveling to Australia, that's why Annie, our former sales uh, sales girl, like she flies back and forth from Australia once every yeah. three months. Is she nuts? And they got rid of the Concorde. If that Concorde was still an airplane, maybe I would go because they'd uh, shoot you there in light speed. Wasn't a great, was not a great plane. Hmm. It had its issues. The Concorde? Yes. Oh, right. I do remember Googling that one time. I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jerry, this is a new segment called What the Hell Are You Talking About? <laughs> oh, I like this. <laughs> now, we have, there is production, if I could get in the studio one day. For what? What that We have Boomer and Geo, it was Boomer and Carton first, now it's Boomer and Geo's What the Hell Is That? What the Hell Is That? That's when you play a, a sound. Yes. yes. This is called, this is when you read a headline and you go, What the Hell Is He Talking About? I like this. Jameis Winston says, quote, (laughs) (laughs) Jameis Winston says, quote, I know that historically I'm one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. Yes, in Tampa. (laughs) That's what he had to qualify that with. Even that, I don't think that's correct. No, I think I think actually if you think if you run down the buck quarterbacks. All right. He he has to be statistically one of the best ones they've ever had. Like Steve Young, how good was Steve, right? Yeah, Steve stunk. Young, he wasn't good when he was. He wasn't what he was with San Francisco. You know, Vinny Testaverde was, uh, okay. Compiler. Right? I mean, who was the best quarterback to come through Tampa? Doug Williams. Okay. But I think he was much, yeah, he was really great when he went to the Redskins. Right. I mean, they all had success and, you know, right, you when they Trent left. Gilfer, Brad I believe, Johnson. I could be wrong about this. But I believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the only team in the NFL, if I, if I read this right about a month ago, they're the only team in the NFL to have never drafted a quarterback in the first round and then signed that quarterback to a second contract. Think about that. That is very specific. It is, but it's like you pick a quarterback in the first round, you think you've got your franchise quarterback for 15 years. They've never even gotten to a second contract. How about that? How about that? I think I actually think that's interesting, Joe. I do. I'm How about to a, that? I'm talking to tape right now. I'm talking to a tape of Joe. <laughs> yes. How about that? How about it? So we're gonna say what? What was the top? What was the call? What the hell is the he talking hell about? are you talking about? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> I wish I would have read the entire article because I just saw that and I was like, what is he talking about? And you I ever, saw it in you multiple think, headlines. When you when you're walking whimsy. Yeah. Does the thought ever run through your head? God, I gotta start reading and stop just taking headlines. 
Sometimes. <laughs> I feel like if I don't, if I can't get the full story in the headline, then I read further. <laughs> but I felt like there, that was a quote. It was in quotes. Yeah. I know that historically I'm one of the best quotes. I was like, that's good enough for me. But now you're doing, now you're doing what the media does. Yeah. You're just taking one part of the story and you're not worrying about the rest. I'm part of the media problem, Jerry. Apparently you are. I am Apparently not part of the solution. I guess you're not. Well, give me one more before we All take right. another break. The Green Bay Packers have sent masks to their season ticket holders, although they have not promised them actual games yet. Well, how can they? You can't promise games. You, I, no one knows. I, I, that's the thing about football that concerns me. So if baseball, if this, if this big second wave is supposed to hit us in November – like, what is football going to do? Stop the season, then restart? Like, I don't know how you can promise anything right now. So that's a, a nice of... gesture by the Packers. I wonder if they were they looked like cheese heads. You know the cheese heads they wear on their head down there sure. in Green Bay? What you get the... a piece of cheddar cheese mask. <laughs> a cheddar cheese mask. That's not terrible. I like that idea. Yeah, make it out of that same foam. It'll probably Absolutely. Be much, probably be very hard to breathe. They do need to find a, a better breathable mask. That I guess protects or at least doesn't emit. I don't know. Because what's out there now is just so restricting. I mean, those surgical masks that I wear, I go to I go to Lowe's or Home Depot. I have the mask on for 10 minutes. I take it off and puddles of water come out from sweat. Yeah, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. So we need to figure that out. Maybe Under Armour can get on that with that cool technology they have. Uh, 536 on a Wednesday on the fan. We still have a lot more to do, so don't go away. Social distancing before it was cool. But cool now. 20 in front of six on the fan. Hey, do you remember? I know you do. Uh, Michelle Salvatore, she used to work with us. She runs Compass Media Networks now and all that. And I do. She, she posted. So she works with the Cowboys and with the Raiders because they do uh, their games. And she posted the new photos of Allegiant Stadium. I think that's what it's called in Vegas. Yes, I did see this. I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm really not a fan of dome stadiums. I, I don't like them. I like the outdoor feel. And I'm not even sure. That might be a retractable roof. I'm not sure. But the point is, the picture she, the picture she posted, it looks really cool. I mean, it's the 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 end zones are black for the silver and black. The seats are like it looks it actually has a Raider feel to it. And I feel like they did it right if they've got to be indoors. It looks cool, man. It does look very cool. And I was thinking as I was looking at these photos, you know, whoever sunk all that money into the stadium during this whole coronavirus, they had to be like, what if we never get to open this place up? <laughs> all this money we've sunk in here. What do you mean never? I mean, it's not like they're not going to come back. It I just know. might be a little delayed. And they might not have fans. <laughs> right. Other than that, it's going to be great. <laughs> it might be this beautiful stadium and no one's allowed to come into. We don't know. Yeah, that sounds about right. Speaking of that, Jerry, a survey amongst Says. the... Amongst the Epidemiol- epi- okay, okay, I'm glad you brought this up. Epidemiologist. Because I asked my wife last night, what is an epidemiologist? Right. I thought it was a skin doctor. I'm not sure. And she's like, well, you should Google it. I said, I will. But then a new product came on Shark Tank and I forgot. Epidemiologist. So what is it? That's a good question. Maybe I'll You Google didn't check it. out They study infectious diseases. <laughs> All right. Study of infectious. That makes a lot more sense than with this story. Said that a study of these uh, folks, infectious disease people, say most won't attend, will not attend a sporting event this year. Then I started thinking, like, are they really big sporting event people, the epidemiologists? No, no way. but I think I think that's actually a good survey 
to have because Bunch I don't of nerds, Jerry. Like if like yesterday they were saying Boomer, I think Boomer and G were saying, you know, if if and the WHO by the way, I think reversed what they said yesterday again. I can't, I can't keep up. I, I know, I know, I know, but I'm pretty sure that they reversed what they said yesterday that the asymptomatic people cannot transmit the disease or now the we're virus. Back to transmitting it, I, I think we are. I got to check. Oh, I saw it last night quickly. I'm like, you got to be kidding me with this. Um, that having been said, with what we thought yesterday morning, the guy was like, well, let's just, you know, open the stadiums then. If that's the case, you're going to have to give your temperature checked. And if you're sick, you're not allowed in. Makes a ton of sense. But you know what? It's a good survey because I'm not sure. I love taking the kids to ball games. I do. I, I love going as much as I hate the traffic. I love going to City Field. Yankee Stadium been doing a couple of times. I love going to games. I don't know that I would go this year. I, I go, It's almost like a wait-and-see type of thing. I want to see where we're at before I'm just going to jump back in in a massive group setting. So I think that's actually a good survey, and I do agree with it, but most people probably wouldn't go. A survey of epidemiologists says there's no way these people go to sporting events anyway, Jerry. They're science nerds. Well, you they're not going to go, but the survey of regular people. No, this was a survey of epidemiologists. Okay. All they did, they called. They had somebody calling around epidemiologist. Hi, are you an epidemiologist? I don't, I, I don't like that sample size. Then will you be going to a game this year? No. Have you ever been to a game before? No. Irrelevant. <laughs> well, that should be irrelevant then. Therefore, the survey stinks. But We're there throwing. was a there was a survey like this about a month ago, and I think it was seventy percent said they weren't going. Top five answers on the board survey says. <laughs> Did you used to watch Family Feud? Or was I that, still uh, do once in a while. You do? You watch the with old Steve ones? Harvey? No, the oh, ones Steve with Steve Harvey. Harvey, who I find very funny. Richard Dawson's the classic there, Jerry, where he would make out with all the ladies. Yes, Richard Dawson back right in the day. The lips. That guy would have got coronavirus for sure. <laughs> Many times over. Many times. He's probably immune. All the germs he must have got from making out with. He is since passed away. And... Has he not? Richard Dawson? Because he, he, I feel like he was old when I was young. Yeah, Richard Dawson. I Although probably so. when he was doing um, uh, Family Feud, he was probably like 35 years old. Let's see. <laughs> and Boy, looked he, like he was 60. He died in uh, 2012, Jerry. Oh, he did. So Richard Dawson passed away. Louis Anderson was the host for a while, right? He passed oh, away. Oh, yes. Uh, then you had uh, Ray Combs. Right. He's and passed now... away as well. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah Let's meet so. the Cincinnati Bengals. Say hello to Boomer Esiason. Yay! Yeah. How you doing, Boomer? How you doing? Woo! Pleasure to have you on the show. Nice to see you. That's nice to see you. I just want to, you know, start off by saying the lower the number, the more intelligent. I would have to say that we have a better shot at this thing. (laughs) (laughs) The lower the number, more intelligent? That's right. Sure. And so you're seven. That's right. So obviously I'm the smartest one here. (laughs) That was Ray Combs? Ray Combs, yeah. Interesting. Boomer was also on with with Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson made out with him. (laughs) Right on the line. Boomer got coronavirus. (laughs) And then Boomer got coronavirus, yep. He was one of the first cases. In the country. Way back when. Mm. (laughs) Mussin pretzels. Mm. Yes, okay, Boomer. (laughs) Mm. Michael Jordan, Jerry, he was in a a Blue Marlin fishing tournament. Now, was it Jordan or was it his crew? Well, I believe Jordan got the headline. Michael Jordan got the headline, but I think it was his, he and his crew reeled in a 442-pound Marlin. Yeah. What do you do with that? Right, like I never see Marlin on a menu anywhere. Do you throw it back? I don't know. I don't know what it does. <laughs> I, I don't Why don't either. we eat Marlin? 
I I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I'm not. I don't like fishing. I have zero interest in it, and I don't know anything about it. So. Ask G when he comes on. I, I think, don't know. I think marlin are those fish with the big spikes on the on their face, like on the, like a sword. Like they kind of look like a swordfish. What was the we one do that, eat swordfish? Al, though we do eat swordfish, right? Why what, do we not eat marlin? What was the one that killed the um, the big? What was the guy? Steve Irwin. Yes. Was that a stingray that, that got was him? A stingray. Yeah. And you're telling me a marlin has the spike? Is because a stingray has the spike. Well, the marlin just has the. The big uh, pointy nose, like a swordfish. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what why we decide to eat what we eat and we don't. Well, I, don't. I, I have to go. I have the Google open now, Jerry. When we do the show, so any question that comes to my mind, I punch. Just it right Google in. it. Yeah. Why don't you right check it out up. before we start? You're the one that comes up with the topics. That's a good question. <laughs> so I simply googled why don't we eat marlin. Uh, they can be loaded with toxins. Marlin oh, often contains unhealthy levels of mercury and other top toxins that are harmful to humans. So then that's got to be then a throwback, the or, fish. Or Jordan wants it on for his you know wall that he caught this 442-pound blue marlin. Huh. Okay. I guess. I mean, They're loaded whatever. with mercury, these marlin. Does the idea of going on a boat, like I love the idea of going on a boat, anchoring and just chilling out for a while. Like that sounds fun to me. Yes. But like what they were talking about, what G was talking about last week, and the caller called up and invited him. Does the idea of being miles and miles offshore interest you? No. Like I got to see some land. Yeah, I'd feel very nervous. Like, what if the boat springs a leak? <laughs> right. I don't think you can call 911 and have someone come helicopter in as you're sinking, <laughs> right? keep some flex seal on that boat. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, that bo- Like, what if the engine doesn't start? Right. Yeah, I, that to I- me, if I don't see land and at least feel like I could swim back, even though I probably couldn't, at least feel like I have a chance... I'm I'm out. That that freaks me out. Although I've been on a cruise ship, but that to me is different. I feel. Yeah, but, that feels weird though. Sometimes too, when you're in the middle of the ocean on a cruise ship. Yeah, and you just look and you see nothing, <laughs> nothing at all but water. And you hear <laughs> those stories of Somali pirates taking over your cruise ship. Well, but they, I don't. They don't take over the big five thousand passenger cruise ship. Why? They take over. Um, I. Those are. That's not a cruise ship that's easily. I don't think you can board those very easily. That's like scaling a mountain to get up that thing, as <laughs> oh, opposed right. to like the th- the one that would concern me is like G's friend who's on that show uh, below deck. Below deck, yeah. Like those little cruise yachts. Th- that would I don't think I could do that. There's no chance. Where you got 20 people on board, I would think yeah. those are easily accessible. Those are the ones I think they steal and that they go basically rob. You know the passengers. A cruise ship that's got five thousand people on it. If no, they figure out how to board those. All right. Well, we let's to... not give them any idea. Well, here's here, here's how they do it. Basically, repel out of helicopters from above it. Mm, that's interesting. We, we just gave them an idea. Not a just good idea. Let's in. not do that. Yes. All the old people on the cruise ships would band together and fight the Somali <laughs> pirates. Do what exactly? <laughs> Whack them with their canes. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think the older generation likes the cruise so much? I don't know. My parents love a cruise. Why? Have you asked them why? Uh, I like. I think the older people like the idea they could go eat anytime they want. Yeah, but you can go to an all-inclusive place and eat anytime yeah, you want. Like I remember, true. we did sandals for our honeymoon way back when, and I, it was the first all-inclusive vacation I had ever done. 
where food was available 24-7. And I think I gained four pounds on the first day. And then you kind of regulate and you realize exactly what you're doing. But it was weird that you could be out at 2 a.m. walking back to your villa. And, hey, you want to you want they, they had Jamaican patties and they had pizza that was available all day and night. And it was just odd to me that anytime you want something. And then if something wasn't open, you could call and they'd bring it to you at 3 a.m. That's kind of cool. And there's always uh, ice cream machines available. Well, especially on the cruise ship. Yeah. Definitely. Ice cream everywhere, which is good and bad. It's good the first day. By day seven, you've probably put on a few pounds. And the buffets are always like kind of fried food centric. Fun food. Fun food. Do you think- Fun, I'm on vacation food. They can't still be a thing now after all this, can they? What's that? Buffets. Like, can you really have a buffet open now with what we've just gone through? People sneezing on it, touching it. I don't think you can. Buffets are out. Exactly. And so are we in a moment. We do have to take a break. But before we get to the break, we've got a Radio.com Sports Minute with Amy Lawrence, who says the door is open for Colin Kaepernick. Then Boomer and Geo on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. A few more minutes before we get to Boomer and Geo here on a Wednesday. Baseball continues to embarrass themselves as the players and owners go back and forth and get nothing done. What else, Al? I Googled uh, the pitcher for the Astros that I watched last night, game six uh, against the Mets, uh, Bob Nepper. Mm-hmm. Still alive. Good. Glad to hear that. A lot of these guys still alive, Jerry. Who Why don't knew? you book them? Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk some 86 uh, NLCS. And I kept also looking at guys in the crowd, men and women in the crowd, going, I wonder if that person's alive. I wonder if that person's alive. I do that anytime I see so do older I. footage. So do I. I, it's, I even think it when you see footage of, like, the Great Depression or something, and you got, like, a mom walking around yes. with, like, her two-year-old. It's like, boy, that two-year-old now is either gone or gone. 90 years old. Right. Yeah, very strange. So weird. If you're Bob Nepper and you're cruising around your television, Nepper was a lefty guy, right? He was a lefty. Yeah, he and Bobby Ojeda very similar deliveries, as Tim McCarver pointed out yesterday, Jerry. If you're Bob Nepper in 2020 and you are cruising through your TV and you see that, you stopping to watch this? Hell yeah, me too. Of course you do. I was wondering, does Keith Hernandez stop and watch that? Probably not. Probably like I made some. Tremendous stabs in that game. <laughs> I'm going to watch this. Hey, Haji, he look at this move. <laughs> While he's doing his puzzle. <laughs> you know, one of the very dangerous moves here in baseball is, and it happened last night in this game, when the first baseman throws to the pitcher who has to cover first base, that looks like a, it's hard. That looks like an injury disaster waiting to happen every the time. F- the first time when, when Matthew's team went to 13U, so they're on the big field, that was one of the things we started to work on. And what was funny was, A, missing, uh, you know, twisting your ankle in the bag, fine, that's not funny. But what was funny was how many times the pitcher would forget to actually touch first base because they were so concerned with catching yes. the ball as they were moving to the bag. Oh, I'd be it's, so concerned about getting stepped on by the runner. It's hard to do. It's really hard to do. And you have to, you've got to curve yourself to the base as opposed to run right to it so you don't collide with the runner. It's not. It's, that's one of those things that the, the pros make look so easy. That is so difficult to do. If I was a top-of-the-line pitcher, like when Garrett Cole was like trying to decide what team he was going to be on, uh, what team he was on, I'd be like, I'll sign with your team, but I'm not covering first base. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do it. <laughs> yeah, a- that's an injury. Wake up with the expanded warm-up show with Alan Jerry from 5 to 6 a.m. 